Apparently that is Welsh for the following podcast contains spoilers for Saint Maud. You have been warned. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of KFR News Radio. Today, we are joined by guest Stephen Hawking. Thought he had passed away well, recently. Well, but Stephen Hawking. Well, Stephen Hawking, good to meet you, good sir. And also, mm-hmm. my name is Clenchman Button, and along with your host, Miguel Magusto. That is a me. Hello, my dear friend Mario. It's, we've got so many guests tonight. I'm loving it. We do. It. Mario, Welsh Stephen Hawking. That feels good. Me. How, how you doing, you? buddy? I'm good. How are you? I am. I'm cuddled up in a nice blanket. It, it went from ninety to like fifty, and I'm I loving know, it. I love it. I love the cold weather. And so I'm much. going to embrace it while it lasts. Yes, so I'm cuddled up. Yes, yes, yes. Have and you seen anything lately? Oh, well, we saw a few movies. You're, you're throwing uh, me a curveball here. I, I was about to ask you. No. Uh, we saw a few movies yesterday, or a couple movies yesterday. I'll get mm-hmm. to that in a minute. Um, but I have seen one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight movies. Ooh. Ooh. Eight movies this week, um, and that is, uh, you know, I'm starting to get back to normal a little bit, get into my my, my, my groove here Morning with the movie groove. watching. Uh, most of them were mediocre to bad, so it was kind of a rough week, but either way, you know, mm-hmm. here we go. Uh, the first movie I watched is the Muppet movie from 1979, uh, you know, starring Kermit the Frog, Miss Piggy. Can't have um, it without Gonzo. Him. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. And I had just never seen it, so I decided to watch it. I believe it was on Netflix or Amazon. Mm-hmm. Or one of those. One of the two. Uh, and it is okay. Um, it's definitely a movie that I feel like you'd probably appreciate more if you were alive in the seventies and know the references that they're making and stuff. True. Because um, you know the Muppets have always been about references to some extent. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I enjoyed it. Wasn't blown away by it, but it was still a good movie. Good, good fun time. Uh, then I watched Enter the Dragon with Bruce Lee. Yeah. And again, just okay. Uh, I am not a huge fan of those style of kung fu movies. I like the more, uh, you know, artistic looking ones like Hero and uh, Jet Li's uh uh, Fearless and Absolutely, uh, House of Flying Daggers, stuff like that. Um, not the super floaty ones like Crouching Tiger, but yeah. you, you know I, I like the ones with beautiful cinematography. This was you know a standard seventies kung fu movie that have kind of become a I don't want to say a joke because it's Bruce Lee, but you know they kind of been they've been parodied a lot. Yeah, so they're not as uh, impressive as they probably were back in the seventies. Uh, yeah, it was still okay. I, I think it had some really good fight sequences, as is expected with Bruce Lee. But otherwise, it's just kind of like a non-funny Austin Powers, <laughs> but with Bruce Lee. A little more serious A little Austin more serious. Powers. And that's not to say it's bad. It's yeah. just, you know, kind of that trope. Yeah. Uh, then I watched Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead. I had a lot of fun with this one. Mm. Uh, I thought it was really good. Way better than I was expecting it to be. Good, fun movie. Uh, and 
I feel like a lot of people are taking it a little too seriously. I think uh, so I, too. I saw I saw a decent amount of bad reviews, and it's like it's a movie about a heist to Vegas during a, uh, a zombie apocalypse. Like, well, apparently it's getting a uh, it's one of Netflix's biggest movies of all time so far. Yeah, so yeah. so it's definitely getting the views. It, but oh. and knowing Zack Snyder, it's going to have a movie verse. So <laughs> yeah, probably, <laughs> but. I think there's already a lot of Easter eggs and plans of it, but that's yeah. down the line. We'll talk yeah. about that. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I love Dieter. I think he's one of the greatest zombie movie characters ever written. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, highly suggest people check that out. It's a good fun time. You're not going to be blown away by it, but it's a it's a fun movie. Unless you're anybody in Vegas. Yeah, apparently. <clears throat> uh, then I watched Reign of Fire. Uh, the dragon movie from 2002 with Christian Bale and uh, Matthew McConaughey, just because uh, I haven't seen it since my family bought a DVD player. Um, what, by that I mean we had it on VHS and then bought a DVD <laughs> player. Like, oh, they recently bought a DVD player, huh? No, no, no. <laughs> uh, I we yeah, we had I had it on VHS and yeah. I haven't seen it since watching it on VHS. Um, and I, I, honestly, I remember not liking it as much as i did this time like again not a great movie but it's a fun movie it's it's yeah it's, i haven't uh, i haven't seen that since it came out and i really do want to hop back on that yeah like I, know, it's, I think it's, i did like it in the past yeah it's not gonna blow you away obviously but it's got a a a, a fun world not, i don't i don't want to say fun because it is bleak but just the the uh concept of it is is a interesting one and yeah uh highly you know, well thought out universe, um, in which dragons come out of a subway tunnel in London. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very interesting. Uh, I I definitely rated it higher this time around. Still only a three out of five, but uh, yeah, not too I, bad though. Yeah, it's better than I remember. Uh, then I watched I Am Not a Witch, which there is a sixty second review on our YouTube channel of this that you can check out uh, from yours truly. Yeah, you can find out my quick thoughts on that. Uh, then you and I both watched A Quiet Place Part 2 and Cruella. That's true. Which, uh, by the time this comes out, there will be reviews for both of those on our YouTube channel. Uh, so you could check those out. And then I watched Saint Maud, which we're about to get to in a second. This was a rewatch for me. Uh, if you pay, if you listened last week, you already knew that. But yeah, had seen it before. Glenn picked out of four movies with vague descriptions. And that was and, that was and the that one. was the one that he picked. Funnily enough, was the only one I had already seen. Mm-hmm. So it could have been Enter the Dragon, and we we just heard about or that, the Muppet so. movie or the Muppet movie. Yeah, I tried it's to true. watch Beautiful as well, which was the fourth one, but uh, it's a good thing you didn't pick that one because it was only available to rent for like four dollars. Ooh, well, well, that's not bad. I think I might have struck gold out of that that pile, though. You did, yeah. Um, so is that all you watched? Yeah. All right. Well, yes, it's my turn, isn't it? It's weird going backwards. Holy crap. It is. You, so, you, you ruined our flow. I ruined it. Um, so Soiled I, it. Soiled, soiled it. it. Um, so I have also watched Army of the Dead. Um, I thought that was a very fun movie for uh, considering. I forgot how much I do like Zack Snyder when he's not strapped to something like yes, DC. Yes, when he is not bogged down Because I, by... I really like Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. Um, and, of course, Watchmen, which is, of course, a comic book movie, but it doesn't feel like a DC or anything like that. Yeah. When, um, when DC's trying to be, like, Marvel, it's not good. Mm-hmm. Watchmen, the source material, is just, like, so perfect, he would have had to really try to fuck that up. 
Uh, so I, I, I think Watchmen's a great movie, which is also technically DC, but it's a graphic novel, not part of like the DC universe or anything. Yeah. Um, I really thought that was fun. I, I wouldn't mind seeing another one, but they, I mean, they kind of, <laughs> well, they kind of blew that one away. So I don't know what they'll do from there, but we'll see. Uh, I, no, that's a lie though. Who there's knows? at least Maybe. one other city in America <laughs> that they could do. Yeah, there's. I mean, they've got Cali, they've got New York, they've got yeah. Yeah, Atlanta if they wanted to. But anyway, Philadelphia. But hey, don't you blow up though. I mean, don't you, <laughs> don't you zombify Philadelphia? Uh, I'm definitely. I'm excited to see what uh, they have moving forward with uh, maybe a Netflix and Zack Snyder uh, partnership. Maybe who knows? Mm-hmm. That'd be cool. But uh, after that. Oh, I didn't didn't say. There's a 60-second review on that if you really wanted to see all my detailed thoughts and sporadicness about it. Uh, <laughs> after that, I watched Salt, which is a movie from 2010 with uh, Angie Jolie. Um, this isn't a movie that I never really thought about too often, but I saw it was like just there on uh, one of the one of the platforms. I'm like, oh, I'll just give it a shot. Mm. Uh, it's definitely it's definitely a movie. Um, that I also <laughs> have a 60-second uh, review on that. Uh, it just has a lot of uh, like tropes from all the spy movies that we've seen before, and where like the beginning I thought was fun, um, it kind of just went downhill from there and didn't really pick itself up again. Yeah. Um, but I mean, other than that, it was a very okay movie. I know you've got a one out of five stars on there. Oh yeah, I hated it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there's there's that. Um, Again, a 60-second review on that one if you guys wanted to hear more sporadic details about it. And then, of course, we watched Cruella in Quiet Place. But let's uh, talk about Quiet Place first since we... uh... Psych! There's going to be movie reviews on that. So that's how you're (laughs) going to have to listen to it, you silly willies. Uh, The old bait and switch. The old bait and switch. Yeah. Uh, And those actually are the last two movies that I did watch. Other than St. Maud. Other than St. Maud. Yes. Uh, but yeah, before we get into that, let's get into some news. I have one piece of news. I don't know if you have any. I do have one. Uh, it's very so quick. Mine is more of a critique of J.J. Abrams. J.J. Mm-hmm. Uh, Abrams said that he learned the hard way that having a plan for a story is critical, to which I have to say, yeah, fucking of course. Yeah, that I, I did. I saw that article recently too. The I was fact like, that he had uh, to learn the hard way that planning a story is critical is very concerning. Makes a lot of sense for what happened with the Star Wars trilogy. Yeah, uh, I mean, both him and Disney walked into that blind. And yeah. So, and I mean, like they were right in the fact that they would make money off of it regardless of what absolutely. it was. Absolutely, it but like. You gotta, you gotta get the trust back of the fans by actually planning out a three story, three movie arc, mm-hmm. uh, pretty well. And they just completely shit the bed. The first one, obviously, people have their problems with the first one because it's essentially the Empire Strikes Back, um, which I don't really have a problem with. But uh, I, I think that the fact that he had to point out the fact that he's learned the hard way shows that he's a producer and not a director. Uh, and, uh, I, you know, many people probably don't realize that that's supposed to be an insult. Directors know already that stories are a thing. So, yeah, J.J. Abrams realized the hard way that having a story is critical. 
So for my movie news, um, Sony Pictures has uh, released a little uh, little bit of info that Aaron Taylor Johnson is going to be their Craven the Hunter from the Spider-Man series. Um, just like uh, how uh, Jared Leto is going to be uh, Morbius. Um, I guess they're starting their own little monster verse through the Spider-Man series, and I don't exactly know how I feel about that. But... I do know that I really like Aaron Taylor Johnson and want him to be in more stuff, even if it's going to be like more comic book stuff. I'm I'm okay with that. I like seeing him. So I guess the more the merrier in a way. Mm-hmm. And I think he'd be great as Craven. So this is this is pretty cool, uh, honestly. Um, still don't know how I feel about the whole MonsterVerse thing that they're gonna start up here. Uh, weird. And don't know how they're going to cash that in with uh, the whole Spider-Man and now Venom. I'm I'm very curious how they're going to move forward with that and what the plan is. Or if there is a plan and they're just like, maybe maybe we can do this. Maybe we can just... Who knows? But my news really was that Aaron Aaron Taylor Johnson is going to be in a movie here. And I'm I'm okay with seeing that. My my worry for these uh, are that they finally realize that they don't really need to connect shit Mm -hmm. to have people go see it because they really don't and the fact that they did for so long is is a good thing even for someone like disney's doing it right now with uh most of their stuff cruella cruella for one instance there or maleficent (laughs) yeah but uh yeah who who knows i I don't care. I still don't care. Yeah, Other than Venom 2, and you know that's just because I'm a troll, not because yeah. <laughs> but, uh, that, anything else. That's, that's all I've got. Yeah. Uh, it's not really big news. It's just the casting, really. So. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so without any further ado, I guess we should get into St. Maud. Dear God, your presence graces the air, and soon everyone will see. Hi, you Maud? Yes, Hi. It takes nothing special to mop up after the dying. You're prettier than the last one. But to save a soul, that's quite something. Bless Amanda's body and bless her mind, which is shrouded in darkness. When you pray, do you get a response? Oh, it's like he's physically in me. It's how he guides me. My little savior. Nothing worthwhile comes easily. The good girls go to hell. I turn to ignore you. Don't say I didn't want you. You must be the loneliest girl I've ever seen. I'm ready and open. I feel fuller of your love than ever before. I have a responsibility. Oh, yes, of course. This is life and death on another level. What if I'm getting it all wrong? All the good girls go to hell. Saint Maud, written and directed by Rose Glass, starring Morphid Clark. Oof. Uh, Jennifer L. I skipped that second name. Marcus Hutton and Lily Frazier. I'm going to try it. Uh, Kelfin Dunn. That's probably butchered completely, but she plays a one scene character. 
but I like a challenge. Uh, Saint Saint Maud uh, is about. Uh, sorry, Saint Maud follows a pious nurse who becomes dangerously obsessed with saving the soul of her dying patient. Uh, it is a horror movie from England, technically from 2019, but wasn't really released here in the states until 2021. So you know that means that it's good for the Stonies mm-hmm. um, next it year. Feels good. Yeah, this was supposed to be released in the states last year. We all know how that turned out. Of course. Uh, and, uh, you know, our our people over at A24 released that. And we here at Keystone Film, if you like us some A24. <laughs> like? That's an understatement. We love it is. those guys. How me, dare they me exist more than in such you, a perfect still, world of their own? Yes, me more than you to the point where I've bought, conservatively, conservatively speaking, six shirts. But of course. That just say A24 on it. I'm like uh, Doug Funny with my wardrobe at the moment. Where it's all the same thing. But yeah, this is a horror movie from A24. They usually kill with uh, horror movies. And this is a slow burn, which I really like, personally. Uh, I love me some slow burns. Uh, The kind of religious, demonic aspect of it is always intriguing to me. And I think that uh, Rose Glass did a brilliant job of kind of putting you into Maud's head mm-hmm. and putting you where her thoughts were, where her beliefs were, and challenging them right in front of you. It's just a very intense movie from beginning to finish. I I don't know even where to begin. It's just yeah, it's it's really rough. I mean that like like you were saying there, she really. Uh, she's really great at what she does here, and honestly, you don't really stray too far or like take your thoughts of like where is this gonna go because mm. like it's not in a bad way in any way at least that I'm trying to say here that yeah. they kind of hold your hand on where it's going and you see every step that it's taking and it's pretty it's pretty cool like you said you're in her head so you're understanding what's going on and like like it, it's it's fun so like yeah. it's uh, I I'm not. I'm not really a big religious guy or anything like that, um, but but I definitely thought this this had its little dynamic uh, examples in here that was really cool of uh, just like how into it she was and what she was thinking and basically how the ending went like was kind of like a uh, a nice little a little bomb drop of like oh yeah exactly is going on this is definitely a movie where like the whole movie is good but then the ending Mm -hmm. is just such a what the fuck yeah in a good way where you're just like holy holy shit what did i just watch Mm -hmm. Uh, i watched this i think for the first time back in february uh i uh watched it on epics um, cause this is, that's where they released it yeah. orig- originally. And, uh, it was like 1am when I started it. Uh, I was staying up late around that time and legitimately this is the first movie in a long time that made me paranoid to the point where, uh, I was laying in bed after watching it. My wife got up to go to the bathroom, but I didn't hear her get up to go to the bathroom. So I just see the door opening on its own and I just yell, what the fuck? <laughs> like it made me that on edge and that's yeah. hard for a movie to do that's kind of um, hilarious and like the, that hasn't happened to me a movie causing that much fear in me or paranoia in me for Ever, like not even over years. mother 
not even mo- mother was just like a just anxiety. Just, yeah, yeah, it was anxiety during, but not after. Yeah, this okay. was anxiety after. Yeah, um, just because like I I grew up. My my father's a pastor, so I grew up in a religious thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether I believe in demons or not is is inconsequential because in my head there will always be the question: maybe they are real, yeah. even if I, even if in that moment I don't believe in demons. It's always going to be, but what if they are? And the the ending of this where you see uh, Maud tries to go uh, after she's kicked out, she goes back to Amanda's house and Amanda initially apologizes. But then when she kind of finds out that Maud is only there, she, like Maud didn't learn anything from it. She's like, yo, he's not real. And mm-hmm. then she turns up into a straight up demon. Yep. Uh, whether or not that is reality remains to be seen it's reality to her it's reality to Maud, and that's all that matters for the entire film mm-hmm. this entire film is from Maud's perspective and uh her her reality is all that matters uh uh and so like when that happened that's like that it turned from being an intense movie to a terrifying movie yeah in in that moment and never really i mean it ends shortly after that but it never lets go after that and um you know, kind of, I, I think it's kind of brilliant building the question of is Maude insane or is she misunderstood from the opening sequence of where you see the dead patient on the table from her old job and her hands covered in blood, mm-hmm. uh, which, you know, she she was performing CPR on this uh, this patient in, in her old job and... Uh, broke ribs and and stuff stuff that they hint at later they allude to it later in in flashbacks and whatnot uh and it 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 makes her untrustworthy from the get-go like was it on purpose or was it just legitimately an accident Mm -hmm. and it's a perfect movie for is her reality real or is she crazy or is it just fantasy or is this a real life we're definitely caught in a landslide (laughs) Now this movie is is very brilliant on the way it tells everything and the way it shows everything. Yeah, um, for sure. I I really enjoyed it and honestly I would like a second watch of it. So I mean I'm gonna have to do that at some yeah. point. you definitely um, pick up on more in the second. Yeah, watch. you ve- you very much do. Um, because it's 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 so it is very like interesting, just grabbing you and kind of holding you into the mm-hmm. movie. Um, I mean maybe that's just us, but I've, I mean. I'm not really a religious person anyway. I've said that once already, but uh, I, I was really, I was really kind of well, captivated by what was going on in this movie. And like the whole, is she actually insane, or is this actually her calling to uh, the Lord Almighty and doing His uh, little bid? Shall shall I say? Absolutely. And her becoming the uh, her the saint herself. You know, yeah. she's becoming her own saint. It's it's one of those movies where uh, you know you don't really need to have grown up in a religious household to get. Mm-hmm. Uh, it definitely gives you a little bit more, yeah. knowing some of the religious iconery, iconacy, uh, iconicness. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> the, I, the the imagery, the, the religious go. imagery, uh, specifically with uh, when she kind of confronts Amanda's new nurse. Uh, and like has a conversation with her um, after she was fired for slapping Amanda, obviously, because Amanda is a bit of a jerk at mm-hmm. times. Uh, and 
she has this conversation with her and seems like very friendly with her. And then when the new nurse says her name is Esther, she just gets up without saying anything and walks away. Mm -hmm. Uh, All all pissed off. Yeah. Esther in the Bible was the savior of uh, Jewish people in Persia, I believe. Uh, She was the queen of Persia and saved, uh, asked the king to save uh, a bunch of Jewish people from um, another king that was trying to kill them all. And I think she was intimidated by the fact that her name was Esther in that sense, uh, it's it, again, it, it's it's something that might not have even been a thing, but it definitely puts that thought in your head. It's like, oh, is that yeah, is that on purpose? Uh, did she name her Esther on purpose? Um, but uh, it's it's one of those like I don't know. Late, the older I get, the more I like seeing things that I've never seen before, or make me think more than me just knowing mm-hmm. what's going on. Uh, and this is definitely one of those movies where it's just like. I, a lot of the time, I didn't know what the fuck was going on, but I liked it. Yeah, especially when the <laughs> Lord Almighty was giving her orgasmic feelings when she was just walking up some steps. I was like, exactly. I'll have what she's having. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it really, it really does yeah. uh, kind of in, intoxicate you with such like cool stuff in here. Um, yeah. and just like the fact that uh, something, whether it's God or the devil, in her apartment is mm-hmm. personified or um, you know physical manifestation as a cockroach uh it's just like i don't know what you're trying to say there but i like it rose glass <laughs> yeah no it, it was it was really fun uh and Morph clark was excellent in the Absolutely. movie yeah um not one moment where i wasn't like oh this is such a bad performance no it was amazing the whole way through mm-hmm. i i haven't been i haven't been like this engrossed in a movie in a little bit of time uh maybe maybe not that long but I, I just love A24 and what they do, man. How yeah. dare they? They, they? they throw this stuff at us at all times. How dare you make me like your movies? Sure, you had Palm Springers or whatever that stupid movie we're always going to freeze. Spring Breakers, that was That's... one of their first. I forgive them for that. Oh, no, Palm Springs is a... Uh, never mind. For, yeah, forget Palm, what I said. Palm Springs is a Stony Award-winning film. It goddamn is. dummy. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, like it, it, the whole time she's like questioning if God is real and everything... To the point where she goes back to her old, uh, like, horny ways, mm-hmm. <laughs> where she she, like, uh, you you hear of all the stories from her old nurse friend, um, about how like they used to just go pick up guys in the bar and everything, and then just uh, give them handies. Yeah, when when she gets fired and she's kind of lost in her way, she does goes and does that again, and is just looking for any side from God that she has a thing, and uh, you know. Something as simple as like a, a strange cloud formation is what she takes as a sign, uh, and and going back to the whole like making you question if if her reality is real or not. The thing I love most about this film is that it reveals whether or not her reality is real in the very last shot. Yeah, where she lights herself on fire. You see it from her her perspective where she is becoming an angel. She is being sent up into heaven. Everyone is bowing before her as she's being bathed in like a heavenly light. It cuts to black and then real quick cuts to her burning in agonizing pain on fire and really just makes the whole thing kind of sad in a way because not only did she murder Amanda, a woman who was already dying from cancer, uh, who was probably not a devil, um, but she was so 
enthralled and, and enveloped in this idea of being a chosen one from God, whether or not God is real in this world or not, doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. She thought she was a chosen one and she indeed was not. <laughs> and then just and committed Sudoku all over she committed Sudoku herself with gas. And it was hard. It made it very sad. It very is very sad. sad. But yeah. man, that, that last shot is something else because yeah. it's just, uh, you know, tells two stories, but you know, one of them's definitely real. And yeah, <laughs> And it's it, that last shot really is my favorite part of the whole movie, oh, honestly, yeah. because it is immediately it's just angelic and yeah. then it's immediately gr- gruesome. I, the first time I watched it, I don't know if you had the same experience. The first time I watched it, uh, it cut to black after she was like angelic, and I was like, oh, okay, you know, that's a good ending. But yeah, I was. That, this is my exact reaction. I'll reperform it right now. <sighs> oh shit. Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, it, it makes you be like, oh, it, it goes from being a pretty good movie to a great movie, yep. just from cutting to black to the reality that was happening for yeah, for it's, one second total. It was a, it was a really good choice from the pile that I definitely picked, and I'm glad I, glad I picked it, and I definitely am going to rewatch it for sure. Yeah, because I'm it, glad you picked it too. Like, I mean, it, I, I haven't watched Beautiful, but out of the three of the four that I had you pick from that yeah. I have watched. This is definitely the best one. And it the runtime really helps it like a lot. Because it doesn't it, need it, to be longer. It doesn't overextend itself in any way. Yeah. It's not too short either. It's it's honestly it's just like just right. Yeah, it's very efficient with its time, which a lot of movies nowadays, like every every director thinks that they're Scorsese or Kubrick or, you know, Peter Jackson who can make a long movie. Most of them can't. Some of them can, and they're pretty good. But most people overstay their welcome too long. Mm-hmm. Uh, and movies, really tight-knit, well-thought-out 90-minute movies are usually the best. Even though I do like long movies, I think yeah. that, that like if it, if it is a tight 90 minutes, it is really good. My only real flaw with this movie is that I didn't get to see it in theaters. Oh yeah, say I, I like when I was watching. I mean, I have my setup, yeah, which is is the second best thing to watching it in theaters. The sound design in, in this film is incredible. Mm-hmm. But if we if we had gone to like the Ritz yep. or or even it if it was released in 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 like our nearby Regal theaters, yep, would have been perfect. One hundred percent would have been a Just better t- experience. Take us to Bryn Mawr or something. Oh my god. Oh buddy. Yeah, this would have been... Put this in my I eyeballs. Would have, I would have been mod in the stairwell going upstairs. Mm-hmm. I would <laughs> I would have been mod on the couch with, oh my with God. Uh, Amanda. And you were Amanda, but you weren't faking it. Exactly. Yeah. Ooh. That would have been both of us. <laughs> I don't have anything else to say. I nah, love this movie. I, I it think, is... I think like, we've it, uh, hit all the nails. Yeah. Technically, it is 2019, but for my purposes, because... The way I look at it is if I'm unable to see it within a year, mm-hmm. that's the year. Like, this is a 2021 movie for me, even though I know it was produced in 2019. Yeah. Uh, now, that's not to say, like, hey, I watched a 70s movie in the in 2021. That is a 2021 movie. No. <laughs> like, this was available to me. That is how in time any works. Form. Yes. Uh, and, and so this is uh, one of my favorite movies of 2021, if not my favorite movie of 2021. Even though, you know, technically 2019. 2019. But, yeah. but that, that's hearsay. That's hearsay. Uh, that's here, um, neither here or there. Uh, but yeah, I have nothing else to say. Yeah, same here. 
Yeah, so does Saint Maud make it onto the Keystone Film Review shelf like the likes of Apostle and Handmaiden? Uh, this is my choice this week, even though Glenn technically picked it, but I gave him the four options to mm-hmm. pick from. But it is my choice. Uh, I think I have said it enough where he, 100%, yes, this is a, a shelf boy for me. I, I it, is, it is a work of art. It is a visionary masterpiece from Rose Glass. Uh, and when I went into watching it again, I thought it would not have held up as well as it did the first time. It still holds up. Mm-hmm. I, it still gave me what the fuck moments, even though I'd already seen it. Uh, and I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, man, same for me. And honestly, it's just blasphemy if you feel any other way. It's yeah. just a sin. You're a sinner. That's it. You're a sinner. <laughs> that's, and and just... Maude is going to come stab you. Yep, that's right. While trying right to right save your soul. <laughs> but yeah, this is, this is going directly yeah. on the shelf so for Saint me. This Maud, is uh, fantastic. St. Maud makes it onto the shelf with the likes of Apostle and Handmaiden. That brings us to our plugs for this week. My plug for this week is a little... Uh, YouTube channel. It's not little. It's I mean, it's bigger than our YouTube channel, but it's still pretty, pretty small. It's 159,000 subscribers. <laughs> in, in the grand scheme of things, this is technically a small, like it's not a million is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. <laughs> but it's still a lot. Uh, he is a comedian from England with luscious long ha- red hair and a red beard. It's essentially oh, you. It's me. It's you if you had really long hair and grew your beard out a little longer and we're funny. Um, True. <laughs> but his name is Alistair Beckett King. And he has a it's bunch a of really... Huh? That's a name. <laughs> yeah, Alistair, uh, Alistair Beckett King is a very English name. Uh, he has a lot of really short skits. I think the longest one I have seen is a minute and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, yeah, he's just got a lot of really funny like one-minute segments. You, they're usually a minute. My favorite one is called Every Single Scandinavian Crime Drama, mm-hmm. uh, where he puts on a little Norwegian accent and uh, makes fun of Canadian or Canadian Scandinavian crime dramas. Is this uh, the guy you sent me a couple weeks ago? Yes, yes, okay. it is. And he is he's funny. Just, then I can yeah, vouch. Yeah, he's he's really funny. Uh, and uh, you know, he's he's kind of blowing up. I, I he didn't start this channel until like the pandemic happened, so mm-hmm. he's definitely growing in, in his uh following. But that is Alistair Beckett King on YouTube. Specifically, if you want me to recommend one of his videos, it's called Every Single Scandinavian Crime Drama on that channel, and it is funny. Gunnar Gunnarsson, yeah, there has been another murder. I already know the victim was my son. You don't seem very upset. We were not close. The killer could be anyone in Helgesund. That's over seven people. Wait, I'm getting a call. Allow me to slip into fluent English. Hello? Gunnar Gunnarsson? Is it about my son, Gunnar Gunnarsson's son? Understood. I know who the killer was. Who was it? It was you. You got me. There it is. Yeah. All right, I'm going to be a little bit more selfish with my plug. I think <laughs> I think we worked very hard this last week. We did. Um, so, honestly, I'm going to... We've got a pretty packed schedule as far as our YouTube goes, and we've got a lot of trailer reactions, and we've got a lot of reviews pumped out just this last week. So I would recommend all of you uh, go check those out, absolutely. Uh, I worked on uh, Quiet Place Eternals and Old, and then Mike worked on a few of his own... Of course. Cruella, Cruella, Last Night in Soho, 
and uh, werewolves, werewolves within. within. Yes, yeah. yes. So absolutely, please, uh, please, and thank you. If if you did watch, uh, go check those out. And yeah. uh, that is going to be my plug on Keystone Film Review YouTube. Yeah. And we also have a bunch of um, uh, one minute, sixty second movie yeah, reviews. Those, and yes, I finally, I finally started pumping out solo reviews. So yeah, yeah. check those out as well. And of and those, those we don't plan as far in ahead. They're kind of just like, hey, we did. They're one. just literally on so. the spot. And <laughs> when we have a spare yeah. half an hour, <laughs> that's so, it. So yeah, those are our plugs for this week, Glenjamin Bun. It is your turn to pick our assignment for next week. It is my. What turn. will that assignment be? All right, I thought about. I've been looking into this movie for a little bit now. Ever Ooh. since I, I don't know if you remember. A little while back when I kind of got into those uh, uh, those uh, those those fucking those uh, God what are the name of those types of movies it was about Trumbo the movie about Trumbo with uh, Brian Donald Cranston Trumbo? yeah, yeah it's, so, it's called Trumbo yeah so I, I watched that biopic. movie yeah, yes, thank you, Jesus. For some, I kept wanting to say biography, like it was a book or something. Yeah. Um, so I, I watched the biopics a couple weeks ago, and Roman Holiday was one of those movies that I was like, you know, that's going to be one that I have to watch in the future. And so be it, we have a platform where I can make us both watch it because you haven't seen it either. I haven't. So, uh, these are the kinds of movies that I, from the olden days, and by the olden days I mean the 50s, mm-hmm. that I don't typically like, but that doesn't mean I won't like it. Yeah, well that's this is the part of my plan, where I don't typically care and I make you do whatever I want, because you're my sex slave, I mean slave. You've been, uh, you've been watching too much Ryan George. Uh, you sounded like Ryan George. I know, right it's, it's really distracting <laughs> in my personal life. Um, <laughs> so Roman Holiday, of course, uh, produced by... Uh, D- uh, fucking my brain just literally melted did you hear that I heard I a sizzle directed uh, by William Wyler is it directed by William Wyler uh, written by Ian McLellan McLellan Hunter Jesus and uh, John Ditton uh, stars Gregory Peck Audrey Hepburn Eddie Albert and uh, Roman Holiday is about a bored and sheltered princess escapes her guardians and falls in love with an American newsman in Rome Audrey Hepburn now welcomes you to Rome as the captive princess who goes out on the town to have some fun with Greg as the bewildered bachelor who winds up with a royal blush. This is very unusual. I've never been alone with a man before, even with my dress on. With my dress off, it's most unusual. Yes, it's the real lowdown on Her Highness when she turns into a pixie on the prowl letting her hair down all the way to find the kind of forbidden excitement she's always longed for. Tell you what, why don't we do all those things? Together. But don't you have to work? Work now. Today's going to be a holiday. And what a holiday. A Roman holiday. When all the things happen you'd always hoped for on the happiest day of your life. Fun on the run, as the princess gives Greg a regal and highly illegal scoot-around. And you'll be there to share the excitement of the wildest escapade that ever set the Eternal City on its ear. So that explains why it's called Roman Holiday, because it's in Rome. So, wow, I can't believe it. That is going to be on Amazon Prime (laughs) and Paramount Plus subscription. Um, Of course, I don't have the Paramount, so I'm going Prime for mine. 
Yeah. And uh, that'll be it. Roman Holiday. Cool. 1953. Roman Holiday on Amazon Prime. That is our assignment for next week. Thank you, everybody, for listening. As always, you can check out our website, www.keystonefilmreview.com. As always, you can check out our Instagram at Keystone underscore film underscore review, Twitter, Keystone underscore film, Facebook, Keystone Film Review, YouTube, Keystone Film Review, and on Letterboxd, I am Mike KFR. And I'm Glenn KFR. And that will do it until next week when we get a little romantic mm. in Rome. Mm. Smooch. Oh, yeah. Smooch kiss. Glenn, baby. Kiss. Kiss. Smooch. Kiss. There, there's the Coliseum where a bunch of people murdered each oh, other. look at that. <laughs> kiss me again. <laughs> Ew. Bye. Bye.